Welcome, welcome everyone, and thank you for stopping by to my table. This is Darth Munnan, aka The Raven. And today I am going to do something a little bit different this week. Um, I didn't do the Monday takeoff, and I do apologize. It's because um, <laughs> I do have a family and I do have other sets of priorities. But this week I did decide to do something different. And it was more so um, pulling cards for the energies. One of the things that um, I've been, I've been kind of, one, questioning how generational curses get passed down. Two, what is this continuous war between the feminine and the masculine? And three, because today I also was doing a little bit of reflection and reflecting. Um, just because, you know, although I am doing my spiritual work and I am doing my healing work, um, I also have a mental illness. And <clears throat> one of the things that I do do is track my mania. I track my um, manic depressive moments. Um, but this time I was doing it a little bit different because it's also tied into my menstrual cycle. So understanding that now, um, and what I mean is that it's tied into it is just that it sort of triggers it. So my menstrual cycle will trigger my manic depression. I see the cycle is a release and a cleansing. So I know this is a period of more release, more cleansing, more, you know, working with the energies and just the whys and all that. But not only that is also releasing by adapting or <clears throat> shifting and building new behaviors, right? According to, you know, your purpose and how it aligns with your purpose. So today I was really, really um, also thinking about that, my purpose. Because one thing I know is that all of us, we still, from my experience and from what I'm noticing as I was questioning that today, is that I've really, I really, and I think this is everybody, but I personally, I've noticed as I was looking down memory lane that I, um, I've gone about my life, you know, trying to see where I fit in. And not so much so where I fit in, but more so So one thing that I was really um, thinking about, you know, was purpose. I was reflecting on that today. And um, of course it made me go deeper within myself because um, there is a whole bunch of emotions that I'm having currently. <clears throat> and is because I would honestly say that I'm still really trying to find my footing, right? And what I mean by my footing is, what is my role for humanity? How can I do what it is that I said that I would set out to do when I was younger? And that was to really help children, to really help teenagers. And then um, after I went through a experience in my past relationship, I wanted to also motivate, inspire, and uplift women. Because a lot of us hurt a lot of us go through abuse and all those things in silence. It's not until after, you know, one leaves a relationship that 
those things come out. So I set out, basically, I understood since I was a kid that I had a internal mission. Um, and of course, I went about my life, you know, figuring out where exactly in this reality, where exactly is my wisdom and my knowledge, where will it fit according to my experiences and then according to, you know, what I've come to know as I continue to walk a spiritual path. One thing that I do do when I'm feeling as if, uh, I wouldn't say a topic, but I would say more of a question for me. When I have a question, I sometimes, you know, go to my cards for a little bit of enlightenment or a little bit of clarity. And one thing that I really wanted to know was what was my purpose as far as it came to healing humanity you know how do how does one go about that and of course I know that through shadow work you know it's at a singular level but I know that eventually it's it goes out to a more massive level and then I also was contemplating and really thinking about generational curses generate I want to say generational curses but generational trauma and wounds and how they're passed down from generation to generation to generation and then I was asking myself also when exactly was it that this shift took place where the divine became the unhealed or the divine started operating from an egotistical um, state of mind so all of these things were swirling in my head and I knew that this reading was going to take a different turn um, just because of all of the questions that I had and I know that when there is a lot of focus on something it sort of continues to multiply right it sort of to get it gets bigger and bigger, the intensity, you know, more intense, the frequency, the energy, stronger. And it come, kind of becomes um, an entity all in its own. So, as I was reflecting, and I pulled a card more so for me, for my purpose, um, and how, what it really is, um, how am I about, how am I supposed to go about, you know, I would say setting my own individuality or bringing forth my own individuality um, into this space that has so many, so many facets and colors to it, right? And of course my answer was, my question was answered and I will keep that to myself. But as I continued on with the questions and went more towards the masses, um, it sort of became clear what is really taking place. So I went to the cards, of course, as always because I need a little bit clarity and sometimes when I'm a little bit stuck in a subject, I will um, I will either sit with myself and consult with myself and go deeper and deeper and deeper or I will, um, you know, pull out my cards and I will kind of idly shuffle while I have the question in my head. So, for this reading, like I said, I wanted to take a different turn. I wanted to go about it differently. And I pulled for both the masculine and the feminine, right? For both energies, for both men and women. And um, 
when I pulled for both energies, um, I really was asking what are, what does their divine state look like? How does the divine operate? Um, and when I pulled <clears throat> for both, this is for both, not just masculine and feminine, but for both. When I pulled, I pulled the King of Pentacles. And um, the King of Pentacles is a card that symbolizes entrepreneurs, symbolizes supportiveness, foraging, and success. So the King of Pentacles basically highlighted the characteristics of both the masculine and the feminine. So from their divine state, they both are reliable, sturdy, and successful. Um, they know what it takes to get to the finish line, meaning that they understand, right, how to coexist, how to unify, how to become a stronger unity in order to get to where they have to get. This is done by flexibility, by being both the feminine and the masculine have to be flexible in nature in order for them to be able to compromise with one another, in order to be able to see what parts of them complement each other, in order to be able to see all these things without, without looking at it from a low vibrational state of mind. So all of it is, or how I say how they would approach it was really, I would say almost like a dance, almost like the, a dance between the moon and the sun, right? They're really trying to find a way to coexist, right? Beyond the chaos, how to come together. And this is the divine state of both the feminine and the masculine. Um, both of them um, attract. Both the masculine and the feminine attract, right? Both the masculine and the feminine have the endurance to go the mile. Because they understand that these experiences are more like Can I say it? These experiences are more like small roadmaps, right? And each has instructions. So they know that these little small roadmaps or these little breadcrumbs, you know, these are little clues here and there that will kind of highlight how to continue going about, you know, the mission, whatever that might be, in a balanced way. So both of them understand that. Both of them create their own wealth according to their core values. And what that means is that wealth is not just material, right? We are in a system right now that it literally locks you into that, that state of mind where everything that you pursue has to, to some degree, gain you material gain. Right? No one does nothing for free. But they create their own wealth because they see wealth in everything, not just the material. They see it in spiritual. They see it in, um, you know, the experience in itself. Whatever life experiences you're going through, that's to them, it's wealth because it brings wisdom, it brings knowledge. So they don't see wealth and prosperity as just. I need a new car, I need money, I need this. But of course, like I said before, we're in a system that keeps us locked in that rotation, in that cycle, in that survival state of mind, right? But for these entities when, or I'll say for these energies when they are balanced, 
they see everything as wealth. Everything around them is abundance. Everything around them is prosperity. Everything around them brings a level of knowledge. Everything they know it teaches them. Not to tear them apart, but to further strengthen them, to help them evolve. Um, both are very skilled. Right? Both are very skilled. Both are very creative. Both are foragers, meaning they know how to not only live off the land, but also to me, foraging, as I'm thinking about it, is also not just about gathering, but foraging to me is about gathering in every aspect and every level of the word, right? You can gather information, you can gather um, support, you can gather a people and make it a community. So it can be all of those things. Foraging can be anything that has to do with creating a stronger foundation, um, putting all of your resources together. So both know how to do this very well. Um, both are really good at attaining wisdom and also teaching it, attaining knowledge and also teaching it. But not only knowledge, um, they're also really good at planning. They're also really good at, how can I say it? Setting a, a system that has a strong foundation. And even if the foundation gets a little bit wobbly, they know what is needed to strengthen it. Instead of them going at each other, they always look for the solution within as opposed to outside of them. Because when you look for the solution outside of you, you're looking for the answers outside of you. And if you're looking for the answers outside of you, it's easy for you to start blaming outside of you. You won't take the accountability within. But these energies, when balanced and divine, always know how to look for the solution within, right? To then go about it and continue without. So they have complete, in this way, this is the way that they, how can I say, play the system. And I know that sounds crazy, but this is how these energies manipulate the material world. This is how they quote unquote have control over it. The way they have control over the material world is by having control within themselves. That's how these energies are when they're balanced. They have control over themselves and to have control within yourself. Once you have control within yourself, the material world no longer controls you. You're no longer a slave to it. And that's how they operate. They are no longer, they are not slaves to what's happening outside of them. They make whatever else, whatever is outside of them work for them. And they are always in a state of trust and security. Why? Because they are balanced. Why? Because they have the confidence within themselves to know that they have all the tools that they need to create from the divine. There is no questioning it. There's no indecisiveness. There's none of that because again, they're working from the divine. So they know thyself very well, right? They know themselves very well, these energies. When they're in a balanced state is to know thyself. So they work together. Now, this is the divine in both the feminine and the masculine. This is how they operate. Both support, both serve, 
both are dedicated and committed to the same how can I say a project in life the same project they're both committed to it devoted to it almost right now when they are not in their balanced energies and I pulled the five of swords they can be immoral conflicting selfish and even downright criminal and when it means criminal is that it can either be towards a person emotionally mentally physically or it can be um the system so at their unhealed state and working from the egotistical state the unhealed state the shadow state um they represent or they become or represent everything that we see now selfishness people taking advantage of other people um for their own gains to get ahead in life um and not only that they are <clears throat> the behaviors that they have and that they go about or how they operate always creates conflict it always creates drama it always creates chaos all the time not only against them and other and other people but it also can create chaos amongst groups amongst communities amongst unity amongst unified communities right when they're operating from this this state this egotistical state both of them i mean not both of them but both of them when at yeah both of them when at this state can be at a state of such egoism that they really believe that whatever grossness they commit or whatever I wouldn't say grossness but whatever behaviors they go about that aren't aligned with their core values right and it's coming from um, an unhealed aspect or a healed perspective unhealed perspective they very well um either take advantage of like i said the system or they do and and behave in ways that is considered immoral behavior to society right immoral behavior to society so that is the state that now both the feminine and the masculine are operating from they're they're at their egotistical states both is not just one or the other is both of them it's not just the feminine against the masculine or the masculine against the feminine it's both of them so i was thinking to myself when i was sitting down with the cards and just thinking back into history thinking back into things that um not thinking back but thinking now about things that are like you know as i continue making my own connections and all that and i'm seeing i'm thinking further into like the times of emperors and emperors and kings and queens and all of that you know that era that we weren't a part of but constantly read about it in the books the history books or whatever you want to call it um but i was thinking about it and I'm like, what really caused this unbalanced um, state?
I was um, definitely thinking and I was sitting to myself and I was just trying to get, gain more perspective um, with a lot of things, right? And then I started to really kind of think about generational trauma and generational wounds and, you know, how they're passed down, right? And and that was one of the, the things that really took me to these questions and that's why I pulled the cards that I pulled but if we really take a look into history because I understand that this generation of men do not understand why the feminine is so aggressive and is so about her independence if you look at history books and we're talking majority you can go and you could go on youtube and you can go and read and and you know look up stuff about roman times greeks this that that and forth every every um tribe every nation and we have to be honest with ourselves because for them for men to really think that throughout centuries women have just decided not to have a man next to her just because isn't accurate isn't accurate and I know that men are gonna say well that was a long time ago but then if you say that we can say that about a lot of um periods in history and that's the crazy thing that and it's mostly and I and I know it's gonna it's gonna tick some people off but it's mostly men of color who have this narrative that it's all women y'all and I want to say y'all a lot of people need to step outside of their wounds and really take a look at how men develop relationships with women For centuries, women were used as pawns for the great scheme of the ego of the man. They would use women as pawns to either bring forth a nation together or tear them apart. Now, these are the same creatures, I would say, that I looked upon as the divine. That I looked upon as purity, the signification of love, the signification of compassion, all those things. Yet, throughout centuries, If you look at history, a good majority of women, and I would say a good majority of women, were mistreated. Women are, and still are, physically weak. So women have always been taken advantage of. We have always been taken advantage of. By who? The masculine. So to say that no one knows where this is coming from, it's kind of, it's almost like ignorance. Because we very well know where. So now we have a generation upon generation upon generation upon generation of egotistical men throughout the centuries 
birthing children from that same egotistical perspective birthing them still sitting in a low vibrational frequency so what however they were vibrating and however they were vibrating as well when they were speaking to the divine feminine while she is with child that energy that frequency It's passed down to the child. Energetically, it's passed down. So now you have women who are being used as pawns to also birth. only for the benefit of the masculine. Now, what we have retained, and I'm talking about people of color, what we have retained is our original teachings. That's why we fight within ourselves with this um this system that was basically downloaded into our coding or was tried or was it was attempted by basically sort of confusing us between our spirituality, and then of course, religion. And how was this confusion done? Well, the best way to confuse people is take what is theirs, change it around a little bit, and then give it right back to them. But to fit the other party's agenda. And that reprogramming was also cycled and recycled and recycled on purpose. So we'll go back to generational wounds and traumas. My mom used to always say when I first got pregnant with my first son, Make sure you don't stress out. Make sure you're not um, upset or what they call bad blood, creating bad blood. And um, I understood it at a scientific level because, of course, even doctors say the same thing. You know, they tell mom not to stress out, to rest as much as possible. Remember what you feel. The baby, the fetus um, feels it and stuff like that but it's true it's all at an energetic level so if the fetus feels it right don't you think that when the masculine is implanting his seed inside of you and he's operating from an unhealed aspect of himself he's not implanting that same energetic frequency or implanting that same energy inside of your womb inside of the womb that you carry that also signifies the void. So now if you have two unhealed people who are conceiving, they're both from an energetic space are going to be passing down energetically their wounds and their traumas, whether it is uh, through their words, whether it is through you know, well, most of it is through their words, but through their words, through their touch, behaviors, everything, but they pass it down. And it starts right in the implementation, even before um, 
implementation. It starts once some babies are swimming in there <laughs> before implementation. So I'm now understanding that at a energetic level, generational traumas and wounds start at the time of conception. And this is why it's so important to heal before you have children. Because if you are operating from that low vibration, that is what you are going to birth into this reality. You're just multiplying what the unhealed masculine is giving you and what you are also carrying within yourself that is unhealed. You are multiplying it and, and, and bringing it forth. Bringing it forth in a vessel or your child, however you want to see it, but you're bringing it forth. It's no wonder that as we see more and more generations being birthed, you have more and more children with anxiety issues. There's babies that are born with anxiety issues or by the time like they inhibit signs of, you know, anxiety or PTSD or whatever. But when you see a baby flinch all the time, it's because they're carrying that, that energy within them. When you see a baby constantly crying and crying and crying and crying, you know, and let's, and the mother was not on drugs, but if you ask the mother, well, how was your pregnancy? And she tells you, well, I was abused or I was put down or I was mistreated and all I did was cry. And then you're like, oh, okay, yeah. It carries over energetically. So it's very important to understand that if you are going to, if, 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 if one of your core values is unity and family, your due diligence is to heal yourself before you conceive before you have a family. And I know some people are going to be like, what? You know, can I just, yeah, well, you could do it when you have kids. Yes. But just remember that you already, once it's here, it's already in that frequency. It's already taken place. It's not to say that you can't, as a child grows up, you can't do the healing and override the programming. But remember that that programming is still inherited at an energetic level. It's inherited at a energetic level. So it's best if you are carrying trauma and wounds, the the unhealed masculine and the unhealed feminine operate in a space where they have children for selfish reasons. They have children to fill a void. Not understanding that these, you know, these little humans that you birth into this reality are going to carry all of those things. Not knowing that they are lit, they are going to be a reflection of what they inherited energetically. Not fully because, of course, they're still their own individual. And remember, they still come here with their own energy as well. But they have a culmination of both mom and dad's energy as well. So that is how generational. I'm understanding now at an energetic level is being passed down. 
any any time the feminine while she is in conception or while she's um with child anytime the feminine has to step out of her divine energy to protect herself and has to step into masculine energy that right there is a recipe for some issues because you have to understand that the the feminine when she is pregnant she has to be fully in her divine feminine energy In order for that child to come in carrying the frequency of the divine feminine, which is love. Pure love, compassion, understanding, all those things. But if you're noticing a lot, whether boy or girl, but I would say mostly girls, but a lot of girls are being... Are, are being born and most have carry masculine or are sitting already in their masculine energy. They're already sitting in it, but that's because the mother was sitting in it while she was with child. So understand that, and I'm talking to men, when your significant other your woman, your wife, girlfriend, is pregnant, she should be fully able to embrace her divine feminine energy. As the mother, as the creator. If she cannot do that, there's going to be issues. Because if she has to sit in her masculine What she's going to do is she is going to envelope energetically her child in protective energy, but that is out of survival. So that's how these. And I, of course, I'm going to continue going deeper with it as always. But that's something that I really wanted to ex talk about as well. So to wrap this up. I also pulled a universal card, or I call it the Starseed Oracle card. And I really wanted to see what is it that will break this, um, I wouldn't say break it, but what would shift it? in people what would shift all of this chaos and bring it back to balance so one thing that everybody needs to realize is that no matter how much you search for love outside of you for anything outside of you you will never be fulfilled you will never be fulfilled. You can have everything in the world. And until you know yourself fully, it will mean nothing to you. It will have no value. It will hold no weight. Because you don't know how that specifically aligns with your purpose. And if you don't know yourself, you don't really know what your purpose is. So you'll continue going about your life figuring out where is that you fit in or trying to figure out where you fit in. So you have to understand that this balance is really attained within yourself. There's nothing outside of you that it's going to make you 100% happy, 100% present. Like nothing is going, not present, but 100% joyful. Nothing is going to do that. That is within yourself, but that's because you have to be 100% in love with yourself. If you don't love all of you, you will forever look outside of you and for things to fulfill you, to bring you that 
feeling of love and it's always going to feel superficial because it is it's outside of you it's in the material it's outside of you it's in the material so it's always going to be superficial until you know who you are and know what your core values are you are not going to find someone I wouldn't say fine but you are not going to unite with someone outside of you that has the same core values as you and compliments you because you don't know what they have you don't know what they have to compliment you don't know yourself enough to know okay this will work this will not work I can tolerate this I can't deal with this you will never know you will accept everything everything because you don't know and a lot of this has to go with codependency. It is not bad to look at the good in people. It's not bad to see potential. We all have potential, we all have good. I just keep seeing that it's about knowing what to fight for and what not to fight for. What deserves your focus and what doesn't deserve your focus? What is in alignment with you and what isn't in alignment with you? When you see love, potential, and the good in everyone, and that's beautiful because I was like that, but the problem with that is that you're, you're operating from a space of seeing things with unconditional love. And although that's an amazing thing to do, unfortunately, this world is not at that state where you can see it all in that aspect. It will get you caught up, right? So when you, um, when you see the world through pure eyes I would say through innocent eyes it's really hard for you to see the predators right it's really hard for you to pick up on those subtle signs and it's not that we don't want to because we know that everybody is capable of some sort of transgression but again, is that that childlike vision that and I would say potential also is purpose. Like everybody has potential, everybody has purpose. And a lot of children see the world like that. A lot of us keep um, that vision or that way of looking at things. But the problem is that, again, you don't set proper boundaries. You become too codependent on, on the other person. Um, so I pulled, you've got the love. That's what I pulled. And it says, the Hadarians are believed to be beacons of pure, divine, unconditional love who see love in all people and situations. And I used to be like that, Jesus. <laughs> As a result, they can't find it hard to have boundaries, inter interdependent, healthy relationships because they only see the unconditional na nature of those they seek or those they meet. And like I said, that's a beautiful thing. And I would never, I constantly remind myself every day, even when I'm at my angriest, not to lose that vision not to lose that sight what I do remind myself though is that not everybody has the best interest for you and when you're that open it's very easy for you to get taken advantage of I know from experience when you're that open it's easy for people to infiltrate your space because again you're seeing everything with love and that's okay 
So they're saying the lovers of the cosmos, they dive in fast. So for those of you that dive in fast into a relationship and it's like instant or it's like it happens really quickly, it's probably because you carry that Hadarian energy. They're here to learn how to love while in a separate body. To learn to love self first and then establish healthy relationships with others. To remember that the love they seek is already within them. That they truly do have the love all on their own. The message of this card is to review the ways you may need to establish healthier boundaries. Establishing healthier boundaries does not mean that you're a mean person. If a lot, if if too many people have access to you all the time, if you're always open, if you're always available, it's hard for you. to stop that cycle. You feel guilty. And even if you know that you're being taken advantage of, to put a boundary can feel painful almost. That's the best way that I can describe it. It feels painful. It pains you to be that rigid or at least close yourself off that you know to that degree because you don't understand it you don't understand why why doesn't everybody want to feel this right but we have to understand that we live in a in a world that there is um duality this is a continuation so like I was saying before is speaking about codependency now what I'm gonna highlight is a little bit about what's going on with these souls and why this codependency is so strong understand and i've said this before in a post on my facebook page if you guys want to go ahead and follow it you can it is divine power connection llc on facebook um i also have an instagram divine power connection llc as well and you can also follow me on tiktok um but going back i said before that The reason why this codependency takes place, and this is something that a lot of us have to understand as we, and I won't say we have to, nobody has to understand it, but from what I'm understanding myself as I go through my journey, is that some systems that are used in the spiritual cannot be used here on the physical right at a spiritual level we understand unconditional love we understand all those things but we have to live in reality and that system isn't a part of the coding right now it's not encoded in this current system okay there's a different programming so you can't Although it's a beautiful thing to see everything from the eyes of a child and the eyes of the divine feminine all the time, you have to sort of always discern when to shift into a different perspective. Because understand when you're that open, everybody takes advantage of you. You are open to any and everything.
another reason why this is happening is because we are in between systems so that um that system where everything is unconditional everything is in agape mode we can't bring that into here so what happens is that we understand at a spiritual level that feeling we understand all of that but we also live here and what we see are depictions of it it's not a clear um blueprint what you're getting are different representations of what your core value could look like right it's not foundational meaning it's not set in stone not everybody has the same system when you don't have a clear vision of your blueprint it is very hard for you to know if someone else who comes into your life is in alignment with your core values and if their core values are in alignment with yours do they complement each other a lot of people don't know that and this is because everybody is operating from a system that is um is very fit in the material it's very grounded in the material it's very superficial in nature money is what everybody wants financial stability is what everybody wants so we are stuck always in survival and when you're stuck in survival you don't really have the time to sit with yourself and write out a blueprint that is clear enough you are working to catch up with everybody else so you're looking outside of yourself for a representation for for an example yet you never understand why that example never fits you it's just an example that's all it is so that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are codependent they become upset because not everybody accepts what they're giving for example simplicity and I will say it like that because if I say financial stability it's gonna really trigger people but simplicity Simplicity can come in many forms, different shapes, different, it's very different. Some people still want to gain financial stability, but still want to live a simplistic life. That doesn't mean they want to live a broke life. It means they don't want to live an expensive life. Then you have those that simplicity means being resourceful. So simplicity for everybody is not the same. It's also the big word provider. Provider is not the same for everybody. What do you want this person to provide for you? Full financial stability? Do you want this person to provide support? Do you want this person to provide you know, knowledge? What is it that provider means to you? How does it align with your core values? Not money doesn't mean everything is not important to everybody. So your grind might not look the same as somebody else's. Material gains is not an important thing for everybody. So you might want a brand new luxurious car of the year, but you're upset because your partner is more resourceful and would rather have something that gets them from point A to point B. So that's the issue with all everybody saying I want provider I want this I want that okay well what does that look like to you what is your vision what does that vision look like and if you can't give someone a blueprint that is clear you can't get mad you're the one that's writing it out and giving it to others for them to interpret it if they can't interpret it exactly the way that you write it out then your interpretation Somewhere in there, your description and how you're describing it is not accurate. So you have to look within yourself again and rewrite that blueprint. But you cannot get mad when every time you, you present something to someone and they look at it and they don't quite get the vision. Remember, if a person is guessing 
That means within yourself, you're not direct and you're not a decisive person. And people can read that by looking at your blueprint. If it's all chaos and it's all over the place, guess what's going to happen to the person that you're presenting the blueprint to? That's exactly how they're going to operate in chaos and all over the place. So again, ladies and gentlemen, this oranges versus, you know, arguing about oranges and apples all the time. At some point, again, everybody at an individualistic level is going to have to go or is going to start having to go within. Because if there is nothing but confusion, it's because within yourself you're confused about what this picture looks like to you. What you're trying to do is fit everybody's picture that you've seen throughout the years. You want it to fit into your canvas. No, it doesn't work like that. These pictures outside of you are more of motivation and inspiration. So when you have that clear canvas in front of you, you create from within, from yourself, from your core. So it can fit you. It's in alignment with you. Not the other way around. So... Thank you again, everybody, for stopping by. I'm sorry that it took this long, but I was getting like bits and pieces of <laughs> the lesson in small little increments. And although I was partly getting triggered with a lot of things, I really said, okay, if this is what's triggering me, let me sit with it so I can understand what's going on, right? I'm always, every time I have a question about something, it gets answered to me in the most now in the most simplest ways before it was really tough for me to ingest it it was a hard pill to swallow but I know now that when something is triggering me is because either I'm not being clear in my message and I'm indecisive or the other way around but anytime something is reflected upon me and it triggers me before I would argue about it and argue my and defend myself. But now I just sort of go within myself and see, okay, what point am I going to argue? Why am I arguing this point? And usually whatever point I'm arguing or I'm about to argue to the other party is also the answer that I need within myself. Or I need to, that's the answer for me. I mean, that's what I meant. It, it's the answer for me. But now when I'm shuffling this card, these cards. <laughs> but usually that's how it is. So that's one way to look at your triggers. Anytime you have an answer for it, turn that answer right back around to yourself. Because that's usually the answer for you, for the the transgression or the little battle that you're go that's going on within yourself, whatever is making you angry, and you have that answer for the person for the solution, turn that solution right back to yourself and take it within, because that solution, that answer, usually that comes from your divine self. It's always for self. It's not for you to give it to the other person. The reason why you're able to see it is because it's reflecting outside of you. Again, we always take what's ref being reflected outside of us as if we're supposed to challenge that thing outside of us. No, that thing outside of us is challenging us so we can go within, with the information, with the wisdom that we gain. So we can shift ourselves. So thank you all for stopping by as always to my table. Um, it's going to be a very interesting ride from now on because I'm seeing things a bit more clearly. And when I say more clearly, I just my approach. So 
things are definitely going to be very different. I'm not going, I can't say what I'm going to do or not going to do, but I know that it's going to be enlightening. I would say that. So as always, thank you. Continue healing, continue going within, and I will see you guys soon.